Hi, I'm David Jackson and welcome to my podcast, D-Time, a personal project of mine where I simply share what I'm learning in life spiritually as a Christian, husband, father, and human. Each episode you'll hear from myself and I'll also sit down with a guest and talk about various topics and get their insights as well. Life is all about learning and I love learning from other people and seeing what sparks come from discussions on everyday topics. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, welcome to D-Time Season 1, Episode 27, Resiliency. And uh, man, I'm really excited for this talk in Part 2. I get to sit down with a guy, man, who's been through a lot in his life. And the reason why I wanted to, to talk to not only him, but talk about this subject is because, you know, I think there's a lot of people that go through stuff in their life and... You know, a lot of times, you know, we didn't necessarily don't think about it. Maybe it's by choice. We don't think about, you know, the things that we've been through. But I think it's important to think about our challenges in the past and think about them in a way and how they've uh, positively affected us and changed us for the future. And resiliency is something that, you know, um, is something that is something to cherish and something to really uh, think on in terms of, you know, your life and what things have happened and, and how they shaped you. And I can think of many things in my life that, that have on the on the surface they're they're challenging things to think about and talk about, but really have shaped who I am today, um, for the better, I should say. You know, I think about you know, growing not growing up but spending, you know, a few years in the foster home when I was younger, um, going through challenges in terms of you know, uh, going to school in a predominantly, you know, white neighborhood, being, you know, one of very few, I think one or two African-Americans in my school and just, you know, coming to grips with that um, and really trying to figure out how to navigate through those environments. And, you know, I look back at those times and, you know, sure in the moment, you know, they're kind of tricky and challenging, but uh, I think they've helped how I approach interacting with people today, how I approach you know, empathy and compassion towards people that have maybe gone through similar situations. And I see it as a positive, whereas maybe early on in my life, uh, I may have viewed it as a negative. And so being resilient, resilient, I think in part is being able to look at, you know, past challenges and being able to uh, uh, view them in a positive light and use them as a uh, use them positively to propel you uh, going forward. And so uh, I get to sit down in part two with a good friend of mine, Jesse Lane. And uh, man, I, I know every time he talks about uh, his past and thing that he, things that he's gone through, uh, it's really cool to see the person he is now and seeing uh, uh, what he's learned you know, from those challenges and, and the things that he's gone through. So please stick around for part two where I sit down and talk with him. And, and for those listening, you know, uh, what are some challenging things in your past that you feel have feel has uh, helped shape the person you are today? Um, and really, you know, own those own those realities, you know, own that truth and, and knowing that, you know, resilience is all about pushing forward and using our, our past and our challenges to for the better to help us, you know, in the present. And so thanks for listening to part one. Uh, please stick around for part two where I sit down with Jesse and talk more about being resilient. Peace. Hey, welcome to D-Time, 
part two of episode 27. I'm here with Jesse Lane. Jesse, bro, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. What's up, David? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. So uh, the ep- title of the episode is Resiliency. Um, but before we jump into that topic, uh, I thought uh, it'd be cool to take a couple minutes just to introduce yourself to the listeners, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, well, good morning, everybody. I um, I think it's it's a pretty cool opportunity to, you know, use something like a, a podcast as a form of reaching out. Um, I know that, uh, David, it's pretty cool that you have this sort of uh, skill set. Um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty awesome. But, yeah, I think that, you know, when it comes to when it comes to different people, it's, it's pretty cool to think like, man, we're all different. We all have different skills. We all have different strengths. And I think something personally that I've considered uh, really looking into is, is how different people are and realizing, man, I need to just learn from you. You know, you've got Mm -hmm. something that I don't. So I I love what you're doing with this whole thing. It's pretty cool. Thanks. No problem, man. So, um, give, give us some of your background, man. Where are you from? Where, uh, how you got here in Seattle, et cetera. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, for me, I think that, uh, you know, I was born in California and, um, my family is had a pretty, pretty heavy background with drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my dad did a, a pretty long stretch in prison and got out and met my mom and fell in love and decided to raise two kids. And he, uh, he was a convicted felon, so he wasn't really accepted by the world. You know, he had mm-hmm. a lot of really bad tattoos and, you know, just, uh, wasn't really very uh, warmly accepted. And so he just went back to what he knew, which was, you know, uh, pretty hard drugs, you know, meth and heroin and, and things, and pretty much ended up homeless um, as a family, which spurred us to move to the middle of the country, you know, the heartlands of, of Kansas. And you now out there I learned what it meant to work really hard. And mm. I also learned what it meant to uh, get entangled up in just the junk of the world. You know, my, my first job was at 12 years old. Um, you know, I was also introduced to, um, you know, I, I, I got high with my dad at 13. You know, I got drunk with my dad at 13. Um, I was introduced to, like, sex and pornography at 13. And it was really just a lot of junk all at once at a really tender age. And so... Um, I just remember my, my family was, uh, kind of in and out of different churches all throughout that time. And I remember at 16, I was working 19 hours a day and, um, I was just imitating my father, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you, uh, you work all day and you don't complain about it, you know, and you numb yourself in between and just start over. And that's the role of a man. And, um, you know, what my dad didn't know is that, you know, being a father is so much more than. A roof and food on the table, right? Uh, a father is someone who is able to uh, kind of take you in and say, uh, you know, hey, let me teach you what it looks like to be a man. You know, let me teach yeah. you how to treat a woman, or let me teach you how to uh, have a warm family. Um, and so, what that did was it just created. A, I was very emotionally unstable, very just angry all the time. And uh, and then he passed away, 
and in a car accident really suddenly. Um, and that moved my family to Oregon, where I proceeded to get two DUIs in that next year and a half. Um, mm. I totaled my car over a dozen times and uh, was just pretty reckless. And it's crazy because I would have looked you in the eyes and told you I was a Christian. <laughs> you know, it was crazy. Um, right. But uh, basically, there's a lot that happened in between there. But I can tell you that, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the men and women out there who are they have a mission to, to help other people because I'd be in prison right now if it wasn't for other people who, who were willing to give me a chance. So I don't know if that answers your mm -hmm. question, but I, uh, there's a lot I could say in that transition, but yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that, that's, that's perfect. I, I think it leads right into, you know, again, what we're talking about today is resiliency. And so, um, for you, you know, when you hear that word resilient, you know, what does that mean to you? Uh, well, I mean, resiliency to me is, I feel it's, it's one of the strengths of my family. Um, mm. We have a lot of weaknesses, but I feel as though we've always been able to just, you know, hunker down through the storm. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, when, when, when the definition of resiliency is, is to recover quickly from difficulties. Mm -hmm. Um it's a toughness, you know, and if there's anything I could think of as far as tough, it would be my mom, you know, she's, mm -hmm. she's a tough woman, you know? Um, so when I think of resiliency, I think of, you know, uh, keeping your eyes on the target and not letting anything get in the way, even though yeah. you don't feel like it, you know, it's like, what else are you going to do? Um, I think that's something that the country will teach you living out in the country compared to living in the city is yeah. there's just times for a farmer or for a rancher that you have to get something done. You know, they're, mm -hmm. they're out there from sun up to sundown and it, it doesn't matter how tired you are. You know, when it comes to something like the harvest, um, when it's harvest season, you have a, a certain amount of time to bring it in. And if mm -hmm. you don't, then you lose it. And it will cost you the rest of the year. And so I think uh, I think when you have something that's so important that uh, you're willing to to bounce back simply because you have to. Um, yeah. I'm not a parent, but I can imagine that's what it feels like to be a parent with your kids. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so, you know, uh, you know, a lot of what what you're you're sharing is yeah, exactly what you know what I thought of. When I think of resilient, I think definitely think of my parents and and my mom uh, in particular, and, and you know the 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 kind of not paradox, but interesting thing about resilience. It's a it's a great characteristic to have as a part of your character, but it's born out of like you said, challenging times. And so for for your for you, you know, when you're going through those challenging times, or in either past or present, uh, what helps keep you going? Um. I think that in the past, what kept me going was just sheer pride, you know, mm -hmm. like just like my mom. I mean, she's so prideful and, and just just that kind of iron will that nothing yeah. is going to get in the way. You know, you're going to plow your way through. And, and what I've learned is that that is um, just a very destructive approach. Mm -hmm. um, I think that 
the the majority of the world has that approach, and I think that that is the reason why there's you know so many just uh, addictions. Yeah. To be honest with you, because people are are very like they'll they'll grind it out, but they end up so just full of anxiety and, and stress and pressure that they have to find ways to vent. You know, mm-hmm. and, and something's got to give somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. remind me of your question yeah. one more time. Yeah, no, just about, you know, what keeps you going, you know, uh, during challenging times, you know, that, that build up that yeah. resiliency. Yeah, I think that that's what it used to be. That's what I used to do is I just imitated my parents' example in that. And, and my parents were that classic example of work around the clock and numb yourself in between with whatever. And um, it, it was it was not a pretty picture. Um, and so I think what I've I've had to learn is I I had to um, one, I had to learn it from someone other than my parents. You know, <laughs> as as much as I love them, they, they you can't teach what you don't know. Yeah. And as sincere as you might be. And so I think it's recognizing um, that. uh you, you've just got to go somewhere else sometimes. And so I think what I've learned over the years is that there's been um, a, a multitude of other people, other men in particular, that have taught me really what it means to value things like like rest, <laughs> um, yeah. value things like um, prayer, mm. um, value things like um, – well, specifically how to really draw close to God. I mm-hmm. think that um I think what what happens when it comes with God is is what's really special is he'll show you your breaking point and then mm-hmm. he'll show you how to overcome it. And right. I think there's no greater greater way to learn resilience than 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 that way. Yeah. That's true. So, you know, um, no, I think most people can relate to going through challenging times, uh, you know, what comes from that. And I was, I was talking to my brother, you know, you know, we both had, you know, just challenging times in our lives in the past. And I asked him this question that I want to ask you is that if you, if you could, you know, speak to your younger self, you know, what would you say to yourself? Mm. Yeah. When I read that question, I, I, I immediately knew the answer, and it's funny because uh, I would uh, I would have told my younger self um, not to be afraid to be a kid. Yeah, um, I've always worked, and uh, I've always tried to please my father, and uh, by just imitating him. And what I realized is I, I missed out on my childhood. <laughs> yeah, and. What's funny about that specifically is that now I'm being faced with the same question. Mm-hmm. If 20 years from now I were to tell myself right now one thing, what would I say? And is it going to be the same thing? Don't be afraid to be a kid. And I think the reality of it is that I'm still afraid to be a kid. I don't understand, you know, the the what it's supposed to look like and that it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. Um, so for you, I, I mean, say if someone were to come come to you and, and that are, you know, 
maybe feeling challenged um, through either going through a hard time in the past or just presently, you know, what are some things you would share to, to someone going through cha- a hard time right now? Mm, don't do it by yourself for yeah. sure. Um, I think it's easy to break a pencil. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's impossible to break a bundle. Right. Um, I think uh, to share something very personal, you know, I've struggled with, with suicidal thoughts most of my teenage life and into my twenties um, yeah. all the way through the, the majority of my twenties is, I'll just get into these dark places where I'll uh, I'll just meditate on those kind of things and and um, what I've realized is that it's just an escape. Um, mm-hmm. It's an escape. It's a way of thinking that you can run away from the pressure. It's just kind of a, a way to just unplug and it's very unhealthy and it's very dangerous um, mentally. And um, so I think that those things come when when uh, when you are um, not willing to ask for help, you know, it, it really, it, life is not meant to be a one man show. And, and, uh, what you realize is that there are, uh, there are people that you need to learn from. You know, mm-hmm. I just heard an interesting quote the other day that said, uh, imitation is the core principle of submission. Yeah. Right. It's the greatest way to, um really compliment somebody is to imitate them and for me personally i think that when you're going through a hard time it's to show you how much you you need something greater than yourself really yeah it's true man um man thanks so much for uh sharing man uh, you know personally uh just reflecting and dropping insights i want to leave you with you know a question i ask everyone that i sit down with and and it doesn't have to necessarily do with this topic it can be about anything but for you what's been the best piece of advice that someone has shared with you or if there's not a top one you know maybe something recent um i think the thing that's been just consistently beneficial is that i used to be a perfectionist Mm -hmm. um and I realized that that was a defense mechanism mm. and that being a perfectionist isn't necessarily the goal. I think a standard of excellence is the goal. Um, and I think that if your focus is to improve every single day, even if it's just a little bit, um, that multiplies. Mm. And I think that over time, I think that that is the um, most effective principle that has really helped me overcome and, and not go down that same path of really, you know, drugs, alcohol, divorce, stress, anger, you know, that whole path that my family's always learned. I think that when you're around someone else who lives a sacrificial life and, and their heart every day is to is to um, deny themselves and and just change just a little bit to become a little bit better. Um, I think that's the greatest thing that that I'd say has helped me. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, Jesse, man, thank you again, man, for taking the time out to come and chat about this topic. I know a lot of folks are going to benefit from just hearing 
your story, man. So I definitely appreciate it. For those that are listening, you know, please share, you know, maybe some, some things that have helped you, you know, build resiliency or, or maybe if, if you're wanting to know how to do that, you know, share and, and, you know, we'll, we'll reach back out. You can follow this podcast at D time podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Jesse, thank you so much, man, for taking the time. David, this is awesome, man. I really appreciate you. Sweet. No worries, man. Thank you for joining me for D-Time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If there's a topic that you'd like discussed, you can leave suggestions in the comments or follow this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at D-Time Podcast. See you next time.